Welcome to the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Revis. What's up? And this is episode 54. Woo! How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, I'm loving that we're going weekly. It feels like we're really sort of able to kind of tackle things that we weren't before. Mm-hmm. I agree. Also, it's just, you know, we're at the end of June. It's hot, hot, hot. Uh, got to celebrate Pride over the weekend. Happy Pride, everyone, to all our Happy listeners. Pride. Um, I got so dehydrated and drunk, but mm-hmm. I didn't even have a lot to drink. But I was just in the scorching sun. Yes. And by like 8.30, uh, like p.m., I was like, I'm going home. There is yeah. no round two of this party for me today. <laughs> um, and, you know, for our American listeners uh, who don't know, uh, Toronto has, um, I, I, I think it's the world's biggest pride parade. Um, if not the single biggest, it's definitely in like the top two, top three. Yeah, it's um, very big here. Did you have a good balcony spot or like? You- yeah, so it, yeah, the parade goes down like one of their busiest streets in Toronto, but I had access to a rooftop patio. So you get like the overhead view of the parade, which was great, but also just Hot. even more sun. There yeah. was absolutely no shade on that patio at all. Like, People were like, oh, we should have brought umbrellas just to give ourselves some reprieve mm-hmm. from the sun. I found a little bit of shade next to some radiator or something. Ha. <laughs> I, I found some Off shade next deep. to a hot radiator. Yeah, somewhere deep and like so far away from the parade. And I think I sat there for just like a whole hour. Other people were around me too. Other people needed the shade, but it was a nice way to make friends. Uh, yeah. I was just desperately seeking shade um, after, you know, three gin coolers or whatever they were. You're like, no shade, everyone, but I need some shade. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost well ready. done. Well done. Um, all right. Let's get into our, our topic. So first of all, we want to talk. We want to give a shout out to Alyssa Thomas because she now has the record for the most triple doubles in WNBA history and is having an uh and is having an incredible season. Uh Freddie, what do you want to say about Alyssa Thomas? Well, first of all, sorry for my coughing fit. I laughed at my own terrible joke. Um yeah, Alyssa Thomas, this is incredible. So well, actually when I wrote this question yesterday, um it was before she got another triple double against um uh against the uh the liberty against the liberty yeah which was an incredible game by the way the sun made a giant comeback but sort of yeah had, yeah I they didn't that, score in the last like three minutes something yeah they had something something like nine empty offensive possessions at the end but like the run the run to kind of get it there was so exciting but um yeah Alyssa thomas the, the all-time triple double record holder uh and um yeah i was looking at some of the some of the sort of um, statistical history stuff. And I guess they don't, they don't count the ones in the playoffs, uh, which makes sense to me. So this is a regular season record, um, but she now. Oh, I didn't. Why wouldn't they count the ones in the playoffs? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I think sort of a different accomplishment, I guess. Uh, I know 
a lot of sports sort of divide accomplishments um, from playoffs to regular season, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I understand separating it. Like this is how many in the regular season, this is how many in the playoffs, but to not count it. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she has two in the playoffs. So I, I think she's probably, yeah. I mean, I would have to double check that, but she's probably up there as far as having the most in the playoffs as well. Um, but yeah, I think she, she now after last night has five, um five triple doubles uh and she's had three three in the last week which is which is absolutely insane yeah because she's she could by the end of the season average a triple double or at least get very close to that average which is always very impressive yeah um we talked about triple doubles last season when sabrina inescu started Mm -hmm. scoring a bunch and her record was it did she beat candace parker was she tied um for the most of all time and there was a great article that was on wmba.com actually i'll post it uh when this episode comes out so our listeners can read it where it's a very in-depth analysis about why triple doubles are increasing in the WNBA. Hmm. um just in terms of like there's been an increase in assists basically i feel like the evolution of basketball there's just more movement like there's more right. ball movement than there's ever been before so that means there's hmm. more assists people are trying to play faster right which means yeah, more possessions etc so it, it's just a very great like yeah like you talk about uh the average pace of play which is not a stat i see every day um shooting percentages are up um it just talks about how all these like key stats um have increased and that's like a big part like three-point shooting is obviously up mm-hmm. um and then also uh i think the last point they make here is like players knowing how to play more than one position right like your guard forward and that stuff so that also has included uh that's also uh contributed rather to the increase i'm just looking here um i think cheryl swoops was very high on that list for a very long time or she had that record for a long time before uh candace and sabrina yeah, so she has, I'm looking here, she has two, um, and Sabrina has three, tied with Candace, and so Alyssa has passed Candace and Sabrina in, in the past week. So she has five now. She actually, I think she has six, because I'm actually looking at it, so she's got the Lynx, uh, Mercury, uh, Storm, Sky, Stars, which are not a team anymore, um, and then yesterday would be uh, the Liberty. So, um, so she has six, so she is up by three. Um, so she has a three. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. And, and, you know, really good points on sort of like the evolution of the game. And I think positionless basketball does yield, you know, yeah. Record breaking in, in, in this category for sure. Yeah. Because you have like forwards, like passing more than they've ever passed and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, very cool, uh, storyline this season, you know, really happy that both, you know, the Connecticut sun and to some degree, the, the mystics are really like making a name for themselves. And that isn't just this super team runaway thing that we thought we were getting into this season. Mm -hmm. So the sun have definitely been must watch, uh, this year. Um, another thing is our all-star starters have been named, 
uh pretty solid list in my opinion like freddie and i were talking before we started recording how like w WNBA fans just they always get this right yeah i feel i mean let us know if you feel like there's been a snub or or anything like that or if there's somebody there that you really are like i hate diana tarasi like whatever you want let us know what you think but i just feel like I just feel like WNBA fans always get this right because in NBA circles, there's always like this petty discourse of like this person was snubbed, that person was snubbed. This feels like a very accurate representation of who our top 20 players are. Um, Yeah, for sure. I think they, I think, you know, the W fans really, really nail it. And, and you can see the, the voting for fan media and coaches are a, a lot more consistent uh, with each other. So it, you know, I think that shows, you know, just to echo your point, that shows me that people who are involved with the W uh, and people who are watching the W are sort of, they're really engaged in the basketball. Like it's like, mm -hmm. you know, narratives sort of don't get like out of whack. Um, and yeah, it doesn't really seem like, you know, even like, you know, one, one thing I've noticed, uh, you know, being an NBA fan for a long time and now being a W fan as well, is that, you know, even like even the legacy players, if they don't just get in, you know, that's a thing in other sports where it's sort of like, oh, well, you're a household name and you've been amazing. So you're just you're just in. Whereas in the W, it's sort of like, what have you done this year? If you haven't been good this year, you don't get it. You know, yeah, um, you know, I uh, I love that this list, this is also on WNBA.com, has the fan ranking, mm -hmm. the media ranking, and the player ranking. Yeah, so you get to see the how different people feel differently about players, but for the most part, there's a lot of um, you know, it's only off by like one number or so until you get to the bottom of the list yes. right like seven or eight through ten that's when things start to have like a greater discrepancy so like tarasi for example uh is the top nine out of this 10 in the guards and she's ranked seventh by fans but 10th by media and 14th by players <laughs> that yeah. says a lot you know what i mean so like maybe that is in some way uh a legacy vote but mm -hmm. in my opinion it's not undeserved like i think even though the phoenix mercury are playing terrible and we'll get into that um and vanessa nygaard being fired but um i don't know she still does a lot for her team she mm -hmm. still does a lot and it's not like the media ranking and the player ranking are like so far off like it's you know what i mean it's yeah. not even in the teens or something so i feel like you know you average those things out and her placement makes sense um yeah i'd say yeah if i could just jump in the the one that really jumps out to me though is uh sabrina ionescu fan rank media rank six player rank 19 yeah so like the players don't respect yeah, her <laughs> yeah that shows me the players are very much just like nah listen you're you're like so that you know um and we don't we don't get to know the exact t or you know why players think that but to me that discrepancy completely jumps out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the lowest ranking of any of the players in any category is 19. 
yeah um out of this top 20 so yeah i mean but look like when you see the fan numbers and the media numbers and the player numbers being like pretty aligned off by like honestly like average two to three mm-hmm. it, it's pretty impressive yeah and you even have someone like you know in, in the other other end of the spectrum uh arike uh jumps out to me because fan rank three media rank three player rank three mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. is locked in right so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um I agree. Maybe next week we'll we'll start talking about who we think our MVP is going to be because I think Arike is really making a strong case, mm-hmm. but also yeah, so is Alyssa Thomas. Definitely, yeah, and obviously Stewie's in there, and yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sure Asia, but but um, yeah, it's it's really it's a dynamic year, even though you sort of you know we have this like super team structure. Um, yeah, should I should I sort of go through the the quick list of the starters here? Does that make sense? You, if you want, I don't. Yeah, well, you know, just just for our fans, I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Aaliyah Boston, first time, Chelsea Gray, fifth time, Brittany Griner, nine times. Uh, who's uh, as far as the starters, the, the leader there, Jewel Lloyd, fifth time, Arike Gumbawale, third time, uh, Neke Gumake, eighth time, and Satu Sabali, second time. Brianna Stewart, fifth time, which sort of surprised me. I thought it was more than that. But uh, Asia Wilson, five time. And uh, the last on the list is Jackie Young, second time. Super happy for the Indiana fans to have two All-Stars. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Aaliyah Boston and Kelsey Mitchell. So that's that's a big deal for that franchise. Yeah, well, well, Kelsey Mitchell's not officially on yet. But I think, yeah, she's got enough action that you could assume she maybe make the reserve oh my apologies okay i thought she was officially a reserve my bad my bad no all all good yeah the aces got the aces have three on which i think to me you know makes a lot of sense like they're just dominating the league Mm -hmm. so hard Mm -hmm. that you know it's fair enough but um yeah i you know like uh, of this list is there someone who sort of like surprises you or or you know you're really excited to see um yeah, I honestly, I'm really excited to see Aaliyah Boston. Um, yeah, for sure. It's always a big deal to be a rookie in the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, I think she'll have so much fun with it. I also, in terms of, like, I was trying to think, like, who do I... I think Arike Agumbawale is someone who's really going to go for the uh, All-Star MVP. Mm-hmm. I think she's really going to try and take her moment. That would be, like, kind of a... That's my early pick, although we we didn't actually discuss that. So I might yeah. we could we could run that back next week and I can give it some more thought. But sure. I don't know. I think Arike Agumbawale is gonna go for go for the baby trophy. Go for that little tiny the tiny oh, yeah. the tiny itty bitty cup. The mini the mini the that mini Kelsey itty bitty cup. Last year, yeah. Um yeah, I uh I think I'm I'm excited to see everyone, you know, uh obviously sort of like a i mean a pretty uh you know obvious pick here but Brittany griner you know the, the the narrative the the fact that the fact that phoenix is having a rough season and you know she's has nothing to do with that and is just mm-hmm. dominating uh that, that it's her ninth time um there's just so much just loaded here um but i will also say that chelsea gray being this sort of like killer and coming off of like a finals MVP, 
I could see, you know, I know we, you sort of just opened that door, but like if someone's going for MVP, I could see Chelsea Gray also going for it. That's true. I like that. Um, okay. Now, Freddie, you have on our list to talk about the bottom of the league. Yeah. Uh, it's time to look at who are the teams we think aren't making the playoffs. And I was like, this is a moment where we got to talk about the Phoenix Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I believe they've won two games this year. Is that correct? Sorry, um, I have so many tabs yes, open. They're I two and 11. Two and 11. And they're, they're one two- and nine past. I mean, they've only played 11 games, but yeah. Uh, not good. No, it's a terrible start. They have fired their head coach, Vanessa Nygaard. Uh, their assistant coach uh, is taking over for the remainder of the season. I presume um, it's bad. It's bad. This is not what the Phoenix Mercury hoped for. Um, but you're right. Uh, Brittany Griner has nothing to do with it. Uh, Diane Taurasi is still playing great. It's just, it's hard to tell, like, is the supporting cast, but you know, really not there? Or are they not being utilized enough? And I think the firing of Vanessa would suggest that the rest of this team isn't being utilized enough. Like they're just putting so much on Brittany. They're running everything through her. There's a very stark difference between when she's on the floor and when she isn't. Like, mm-hmm. like every time I watch this like this team play it's like oh my god they are losing so much when she's not on the court like i mean it's a hard stat to measure because you're measuring the plus minus of everyone that's on the court when she isn't combined or like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i don't know what that i don't know how to find that advanced stat but just watching it it's so glaring it's how much this team doesn't know how to function when she's not on the court and that's just too much on one person big time um yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. You know, I think one thing in this ESPN article about Nygaard, um, and yeah, so so assistant coach Nikki Blue uh, is replacing her. And, Nikki Blue, um, thank you. And, and yeah, so I mean, I think it's fair to for you know if you're sort of thinking about Nygaard's situation, she did inherit this team, uh, and a month after she inherited the team. Uh, you know, Brittany Griner was wrongfully detained. So it has absolutely been a like rough time for, for Nygaard, uh, like a, a really unenviable uh, situation. Uh, you know, I think people will remember, uh, you know, la- last year as well, there was sort of a lot of friction. Um, and then this year, uh, you know, we're still sort of uncertain uh, with, with, with Skylar Diggins-Smith. Um, yeah, last year, you know, Tina Charles left the team mid-year. Um, Tarasi's obviously like sort of in the in the twilight of her Sorry, career. I, for- I forgot about the Tina Charles bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Yeah, like why was the chemistry so bad that she was like, "I'm leaving." Yeah, and, and, and exactly. That's like you know, you know, I, I think you have to win, right? And and that's sort of that's why sports are are, are really hard. And I'll even throw in. You know, um, the 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 new owner of the of the of the Phoenix Sun, uh, 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 or, or Phoenix Suns and Mercury, um, Matt Ishbia, uh, he he fired uh, pretty quickly the the uh, Phoenix Suns head coach. So this, that's right. So it's like a new owner that's like basically coming in and not just just not taking any shit. So 
or he's firing or the coaches. He's trading Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here. I'm not trying to say that Nygaard couldn't have done better, but I think it's it's like sort of a it's a volatile situation. That's really my main point. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, obviously, they think she could have done better. I but we'll see if they'll be able to turn this around. I want to put this ESPN article you sent me uh, on blast a little bit. <laughs> sure, do it. <laughs> Where it says, uh, uh, okay, wait, the Mercury's entire 2022 season was overshadowed by Griner's absence. Fine, yes. The Mercury still made the playoffs with a 15 to 21 record, but didn't have either Tarasi or Skylar Diggins Smith. And then it says, left team for personal reasons in the postseason did did she oh wait maybe i'll edit this out she left the team for personal reasons in the postseason and then went on mat leave i'm wondering if they're just conflating the two that's like, this this is what i want to put on blast like, yeah it's a bit weird like isn't she just on personal, like yeah yeah i i but i don't know maybe Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I, say, I could be wrong. I say don't edit this out because <laughs> I, I, I was just so confused by that. Yeah. I was just so confused because I was like, I thought she was on mat leave, but maybe she did leave for personal reasons, and now she's on mat leave. Maybe, but uh, also they should they should but they should specify clar- that. Yeah, they should. It's out. It's on them to clarify that. I think we're in. Remember last year, and you, it's just like in brackets, like it's an afterthought, and then we're back into the like. Yeah, topic. it's weird. Well, and, it's- and, Last year it was funny. You were the first person to sort of spot the the language around uh, divorce. It was like <laughs> Tina Charles's divorce. The contract, the, the contract divorce. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. And so I don't know. I think it's like they could go ahead and and put some work into clarifying that. I think yeah, it's fair. possible that I'm just very on guard with this stuff, and then I went whoa, 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 and then you know, that's fine. Forgive me. Forgive me for being so on guard. Um, but yeah, the Phoenix Mercury, wow, what a terrible start. Um, can they turn things around? I mean, it's rare that a team go- is, goes to, off to a start this poorly. Yeah. And then turns things around and like actually makes it to the playoffs and makes a good run. Like the only example I could think of, and like, you know, our listeners, let us know if you can think of another like past WNBA example, but like, it, this is an NBA example, but the Atlanta Hawks, right? They fired their coach, Lloyd Pierce. They hired Nate McMillan, and then they went to the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually the only time I've ever seen such a massive turnaround um, just by firing a coach without any other player moves. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a good reference. I think um, I'll add that perhaps because it's a, it's a longer season like it went from 36 to 40 games there is more time to sort of like there's still a whole third or a whole three quarters of the um season left so maybe there is enough time to sort of start to win again uh right right now the baseline to be in the playoffs is is Indiana Fever's 5 and 9 they would get the last uh, playoff spot so um yeah but but anyways yeah it's it's not looking good you're at the very bottom Mm -hmm. yeah with them you know the storm have won four games this year 
Um, and then we have three teams with five and nine records. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lynx, the Fever, and the Sky. No one has expectations of those teams. Like, if I were to pick the, the bottom four going into the season, it would have been the Storm, the Fever, the Sky, and the Dream. Right. I think it's just, it's only surprising. Wait, is that who I would have picked? The Lynx would have been there as well. Anyway, but I think it's only surprising that the Phoenix Mercury are only two games in because, I mean, even like that article said, they made it to the playoffs without Brittany Griner. So how are they this year, you know, Diggin Smith being the only like really notable player missing, like now suddenly they run absolutely everything through her. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure too, right? And I think, you know, shout out to Brittany for sort of coming back after taking that on. Yeah, all of this and being this good. Like I really in my in my wildest dreams did not expect uh, I'm not even like from an underrating Britney standpoint, just like, it's just such an unprecedented situation. So yeah, to come back and be this dominant still is, is pretty, pretty well, remarkable. And I think it's fair for us to have not put expectations on her. Yeah. Right? Well, I like, mean, I, I even, I was even sort of like holding space for the, the idea that like she wouldn't play every game and would need more rest. And, you know, even just sort of the, the, like the, fitness level is is like just profound to me and i know that she had she had talked about like wanting to be you know when she left your last game of the w was in is in the WNBA finals so yeah she has she has those expectations of herself but at the same time yeah i was leaving space for some you know some okay play not all dominance all the time like we're seeing Mm -hmm. um is there anything else you want to add to that um, just that, uh, I think, uh, I, I, I obviously am biased, but I have been enjoying what I've been seeing with the links. I think they've been getting better. So I think they could sort of wiggle their way into the playoffs. And I will say that I'm not fully sold on the fever making the playoffs quite yet. Okay. That's cool. Well, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that to see if your reclaimed bias yeah. Uh, proves to be good or not. Yeah. Uh, bias. Yeah. Okay. It is time now for a badass player of the week. Freddie, who you got? Uh, okay. Um, you know, I think there is an obvious pick here, uh, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stick with my bias uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick Nafisa uh, Collier Um she is in the last four games leading the league in points and uh, just, yeah, pretty dominant and resulting in some wins here. So, so her stats in the last four games, uh, uh, Minnesota's two and two. Uh, she's uh, 24.5 points a game. Um, she's shooting 38% from three and uh, seven and a half or sorry, nine and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, two steals and a block. So really just like an all around performance we're seeing from, from, uh, from Nafisa. So that's, that's my badass player of the week. That's awesome. Um, I'm going with, uh, I guess in some ways a very obvious player, but surprisingly 
we have not given any love to yet this season. And that is Asia Wilson. Nice. <laughs> Asia Wilson. I think we just, it's like, we just expect the aces to do well. Yes. So we don't think to like note them individually. It's true. And, <laughs> and they're so ass, dominant. Yeah. They're just so dominant. But when you look at her numbers, like Asia Wilson this year, I mean, her numbers are slightly down, but you would expect that when you form a super team, but she's still averaging 19.6 points a game. 9.4 rebounds. I mean, that's vi- she's so on the cusp of averaging a double double, mm-hmm. and uh, she's still getting two blocks a game, and she's shooting uh 53% from the field. So, I mean, that's just hella impressive to be, you know. I mean, she's the leader of this super team, and only her scoring numbers are a little bit down, everything else is like right there, and it would be so cool if she did just one more point and one more rebound a game and she's averaging a double double. So that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, two, two things I'll say. Um, I sort of picked, uh, I sort of picked Nafisa because I thought one of us is going to pick uh, Alyssa Thomas for getting all the triple doubles, but oh, but we already if, had a whole segment yeah, highlighting exactly. her. So we can't pick her twice. Right. Okay. Thank you. We're on the same page there. And um, just, if you're listening at home and you're like, what the hell? Um, but uh the other thing was, you know, uh, watching that um, that Sky Sun game, it was interesting because uh, they interviewed Stewie after the game and Stu was sort of saying that, um, yeah, the, you know, there was a big win against the Sun and they played them really well. And obviously this next huge, like the, the, the big match everyone's been waiting for is happening on uh, Thursday. The uh, yeah, it was happening to, tomorrow. It's happening the, the 29th. Uh, aces versus uh, Liberty and Stewie talked about uh, you know getting prepped for that match and like yeah not not she didn't say it's just another match but she's like we're playing Vegas you know we're just trying to stay focused but she did say that we want to make sure like we keep up which to me is like an acknowledgement that the aces are playing you know just to your Asia Wilson point the the aces are playing in a way that I think Yes, there's the two super teams, but one of the super teams is is just way better than the other at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Uh, all right, Freddie, it is time for your fun question. Take it away. Okay, here we go. Went out of the box here. Um, I just sort of thought it would be fun to cast a um, uh, a game show. So uh, I thought it would be fun to pick one of our favorite game shows and pick a a WNBA player to be the contestant or contestants. Um, Little sort of a personal note. I was the warm-up guy for Family Feud Canada for two years. So I saw... Explain what a warm-up guy is. I don't think that audience members necessarily know that. That's inside TV stuff. It is. It is. So yeah, so you show up to a recording of a show... And there's a lot of downtime. Like, it's not just they record the show. There's like, you know, they do a lot of segments and there's a lot of waiting around. So they need someone to kind of keep everyone's energy up. And that was the audience. The audience. Yeah. Sort of pump up the audience. And, um, you know, all this to say, I saw a lot of people play the feud and and a lot of different types of, you know, personalities. So I, I really it's gotten me into game shows more than I was before. And anyways, yeah, so I, I'm really interested to see what game show you pick 
what WNBA star or stars you pick. Um, yeah. Uh, really? I, I thought you were going to go first. Uh, I, I can go first. Um, so I am going to pick uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Um <laughs> After going on and on about family feud. I, yeah, I but 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 the thing is for the feud it's like it's it's a group of people. So it's sort of the group dynamic. For who wants to be a millionaire, it's one person and you're sort of going off their you know, their per- overall personality. And for me, it's Stewie. I want to see Brianna Stewart play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, I think she would be really funny and really charming. And this is sort of going back to her like emoji tweet thing. Like she's just sort of like a silly, I don't know, uh, like captivating the, person. This is Freddie. I love you, but this is all over the place. I, yeah. I, I think so. Cause first of all, family feud, you've got five people on each side. Yes. That's a starting lineup. That's true. I feel like yeah. now you, now that you've told everybody your history with the show, with the Canadian franchise of the show, and all this stuff. Everybody wants to know who your top five family feud would be. But Ooh. then you were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to completely segue. And I want to see Stewie on who wants to be a millionaire. Not because you think she will win that show. But because she likes emojis and is silly. Well, yeah, I think she Do I have funny. that right? Yeah, she would yeah. be funny on the show. But not... But when you lose, like, doesn't who wants to be a million? It's been so long since I've watched that show. Like, once you get a question wrong, that's the end, right? Yes, but you so, see, you, you get to phone a friend, you get to sort of like play with the timing, and then Regis Philbin will be like, Is that your final answer? Well, it's not so Regis anymore. Oh, yeah, whoever it is. But, <laughs> but it was sort of Regis was the guy for a long time. Um, okay, so I think what we're gonna do is we're going to have to do the family feud question as a separate question for next week. Sure. Okay. We'll both Where do, you both and I will homework. pick our family feud WNBA mm. teams. Cause I think people, as you were talking about it, I'm like, that's the, that's the thing people want to hear. I it's feel true. That's yeah. how I felt as you were saying it. You're obviously going to pick the better team because you have more experience with the show, but I'm going to give it my best. But we'll we'll, we'll have well. to we'll have to do that next week. So the question was just a game show. Who would you like to see? See, th- the crazy thing is, I also had Stewie, but I also was thinking Stewie and John Quell Jones okay. on the Amazing Race. Nice. I think they would kick everyone's butt on the Amazing Race. They would win. I think they would win. I just think they would be able to do every challenge. I mean, anything athletic, they would dominate. First yeah, but there, but there's also like navigation stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, are you good with a GPS? Can you read a map like that? Sometimes it really comes down to can you read a map? So yes. who knows if they can read a map or not, like in the middle of Europe or something. But because they're WNBA <laughs> players, they've traveled. They're very well traveled. So that's a good point. You know, maybe they won't have problems navigating. I just think, uh, well, pretty, you know, based on that logic alone, any WNBA duo would kick butt on the amazing race. But I think those two, uh, they're friends. They have size. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they have size. No, but just, but that matters yeah. for like it, being true. athletic and beating other people and like literally just running to a finish line. Like that's gonna help. So yeah, I think they would be great on the Amazing Race. Um, they should definitely do like a an Amazing Race, just exclusively WNBA players. Are exclusively athletes or exclusively athletes like yeah. i think i think it would be a blast because they would have a lot of chemistry yeah lewis hamilton you're going down sorry lewis hamilton yeah wow, is that right? Lu- i wouldn't pick a race car driver to win the amazing race yeah you're i was really driving say, so much and uh, you have to follow the rules of the road i don't know if he can run <laughs> whoa i like this like this segue to bashing Lewis Hamilton. That's no, the only... he's great. He's great. He's he's huge for the sport. He's he's huge. the only racer I know. So I like I don't know. Yeah, he's a big deal. Who his partner would be? Um, I don't know, but uh, he's a big deal. I'm just being silly. Yeah, shout out Lewis. Shout out to Lewis Hamilton. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, that's been our episode this week. Next week we'll have our family feud top five. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll think of some all-star MVP predictions and, you know, everything else that's happening in the league. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. You can follow us at the pickup WNBA pod mm-hmm. on your social medias. Uh, Freddie, you want to shout out anything else? Um, no, just, uh, yeah, again, you know, I've said this a couple of times, but we've had a lot of uh, love and uh, sort of like bumping listeners recently. So thank you so much, everyone. Please keep, you know, sharing and letting people know and yeah yeah let your friends know subscribe to the show on your podcast appies (laughs) all that good stuff uh if you want to give us a positive review on apple i know that really helps a lot we appreciate all the love and all the listeners new and old uh you're really giving us uh motivation to continue to uh grow the show so thank you again and uh, we'll catch you next week All right. See everybody. Bye. Peace.